Hi all, I welcome you to the Building Culture podcast where I invite incredibly smart people who build things whether they be engineers, entrepreneurs, programmers, hobbyists or researchers it does not matter as long as you're someone who's passionate about building things I'll find you and podcast you. Hi all I want to take a brief moment to thank you all personally for supporting this podcast on YouTube and on all major podcast platforms including Google Podcasts and Spotify the podcast mainly features interesting people in robotics artificial intelligence and entrepreneurship if you believe that the information that I'm providing might be of benefit to you or to someone you know it would be really great if you could hit the subscribe button and press the notification icon so that you can get notified on time whenever the next part is out it would literally take you a second or two to subscribe to the podcast but it would really mean a lot to me because i can grow the podcast to a level that where i can reach more people invite ever more interesting guests and have a more meaningful impact so let's begin now In today's episode we have with us the manager digital business at Yen Optic. He is responsible for program management of several digital products and services as part of digital transformation portfolio. He is incredibly passionate about artificial intelligence and has been associated with artificial intelligence for visual inspection in particular utilization of computer vision and deep learning for quality inspection and other applications of computer a vision for over 8 years he is someone who possesses an insatiable curiosity and passion for learning and growing not just in the field of computer vision and deep learning but overall as a person one of his core philosophies is continuously learning and improving oneself and helping others along the way in this episode we talk about the personal journey from how he got started in computer vision to his current role what are the professional aspects of the work involved and also his personal motivations inspirations and philosophies towards continuous learning and improving it was truly a pleasure talking to this person and getting to understand the wonderful ideas that he shared let's welcome subhashish pradhan So uh first of all uh, thanks a lot uh, Subhashish for uh, joining this podcast I'm pretty excited to talk to you uh the very first question that I want to ask you is what was your first association with artificial intelligence or computer vision and how did you get introduced to this um actually uh, my first time when I got introduced was in um 2009 in the ted conference which was uh, held in india in the in the mysore campus of infosys so i was working there as a corporate trainer and that year the ted global conference was organized in in mysore and i got to uh, attend this one and there was a speaker called pranav mistri from mit who came to deliver a lecture on his sixth sense device research and uh, that was the first time when i really saw the fascination of computer vision and of course machine learning uh, i mean ai is just uh, right now 
building up on the machine learning things. So, um, as I said, uh, that's where really I got to see first computer vision and AI application like life to see how digital and physical worlds are interacting together using those technologies. Okay, so you attended that uh, event and after that you got inspired, you you saw that, yeah, there are so many interesting possibilities with this technology. Exactly. And so what, what was your first uh, step that you took uh, professionally? How did you get started with computer vision? Because at uh, that point, I, I don't know which year uh, it was when you uh, attended that event, but probably at that time computer vision was still growing, right? It was... Uh, yeah at an early stage yeah so so yeah that that was like first motivation for me and then i got to um see more in the direction of computer vision what has been done like for example uh, gesture based uh, actions like for example if you want to pause a video you just do like this and so uh, sort of hand, mm. finger tracking hand tracking and all those things were like very beginning stage and they were using opencv 1.0 um, that time and that belonged actually to to Intel that time, mm -hmm. and uh, so OpenCV uh, was actually initiated by Intel. So, uh, and then uh, I got to also be being inspired by by the DARPA challenge for the autonomous driving thing. Mm -hmm. uh, that really that's where the Stanley robot was uh, like introduced by Stanford, and so I I really saw there are different potential. Um, opportunities coming in the future if I'm going in that direction for computer vision. So my main entrance was computer vision. So machine learning is actually used in this field, but I was more inspired by computer vision. Yeah, mm. and also robotics. So of course, um, robotics is more or less like automation of things. Uh, and then I got to see like how machine learning is used inside computer vision and got more and more into it. But mm. my primary motivation was computer vision. So first I started with um, uh, this thing about Pranam Mystery, then I really looked about um, this autonomous driving challenges. Mm -hmm. And then I started looking like, okay, what are the opportunities uh, abroad outside India? I was looking some US universities and, and also uh, because of autonomous driving and, and looking more into automotive, I also got interested in Germany. So mm -hmm. because of education quality and also like uh, the cost of education, that was one of the main factors also. Mm. And I, of course, went to uh, appear for GRE and TOEFL and then applied to universities and then got admission. I applied like six universities in Germany and so got admission into five of them. And uh, I, I took up um, Stuttgart. So I left Infosys and joined here in 2010. Mm. So... Uh... You decided that computer vision is, is probably the right field for you and you want to work in that area and probably there were not many opportunities in India. I think in the field of computer vision, probably there's still uh, there are startups that are coming up with uh, new uh, uh, products there, but there's still uh, more uh, that could, could be done. So you decided that you want to do a master's in, in this field. Uh, in this area and then you you decided that Germany is probably a good option for me yeah. and uh, 2009 I think there was nothing actually open in India even it was like I think okay. uh, in India computer vision courses and specific AI courses started maybe in 2017 or 16 that time mm -hmm. really they started but 2009 I think uh, it was not a specialization that you can do anywhere 
So, of course, digital image processing and speech processing were part of masters and bachelors, like signal processing, but specifically focusing on computer vision and uh, AI, that was not really uh, something in India at that time. And it's um, still very still, less, right? It's uh, very less. Even now, I think it's also few universities in India are offering that. Um, but uh, yeah, that time the opportunities were less. And then it's not about the education. It's also about exposure. If you if you come to Germany as, as a student, you can understand mm -hmm. that if you work here, you get exposure to work with Daimler, you exposure to work with BMW or Porsche, Audi. And uh, so you really get chance to work even Continental, Bosch. Uh, they are like uh, tier one suppliers. And then you can really get exposed to the field you work. So you're not just getting theoretical, but you also get practical experience and see how those technologies are used used in the products. And that was actually, for me, very important factor why I came to Germany, to get a more industry exposure, um, not just really theoretical studies. So seeing how these amazing technologies are being used in industries was also one of the major factors, yeah. Um, could you give a brief overview of all the experiences that you have had uh, so far? Um, yes. Yeah, so. I think I started like computer vision um, work in the university first in the master's. So I did like one uh, one like work in a seminar where I worked okay. on uh, semantic segmentations. That was my first real work in computer vision. And okay. then I started also working together with a professor uh, with, with a project. It was called multimodal emotion recognition. So basically you take input from audio and video, and then you recognize if the person is happy, sad, and what is the emotion of the person. So this was a research project which could be like used in television, smart TVs, the TVs recognize you and talk to you, okay. similar to Alexa, but much more. So even that thing is today not your reality still, mm -hmm. but that was something I started working. And then my first uh, industry work happened with Bosch, Robert Bosch, um, in the corporate research group in Hildesheim. And I was working with uh, like uh, mobile robotics. Um, it was uh, actually uh, in 2012 when they uh, they were like developing robots for use in in hospitals. Mm -hmm. uh, so the robots can navigate in the hospital and bring things to the patients in their beds. So you can just tell the room number and put a plate and for the food. Robot can go to the room autonomously, even using elevator and all that. So my job there was more like working on the feature detection. That time, you know, the shift, yeah, and surf and all those high-risk point uh, corner detectors and all. So these were like uh, the first work in industry I started. Then I worked at Bosch, continued another project, which was like autonomous parking systems. Mm -hmm. uh, so then I was working on 360-degree view, surround view development. Today, it's a standard thing. You can buy almost every premium car that when you sit in the car, you can see a, a top view where you can see the surround 360-degree view around the car with four cameras. Mm -hmm. And this project is where I got my exposure in 2012 and 13. Okay. Yeah. And then I worked with university after my master's for a project called RoboEarth. Uh, it was a European Union funded project. My task was uh, to um, to really see how robots in the world can communicate with each other, what is the language they will communicate, so mm. and how they can transfer knowledge from each other. So this was the project. It was based on my thesis. My thesis, I worked uh, on, on mobile robotics to do uh, person follow and tracking. So basically, um, 
it was a project for a company um, in Stuttgart called Faro. Okay. And so Faro Robotics tried. They, the main product is to do 3D scanning of inter, in, in, internal maps, you know, like in, in inside. Uh, indoor like, environment. Indoor mapping, yeah. So, but they wanted robot to do the indoor mapping instead of human really moving with the camera. So mm. what they, the idea is you just move around and the robot uh, will have the camera mounted and they will follow you at the same time they're building the indoor map. Ah, okay, okay. That was the project I did my thesis and then I got the job at university to continue and then I was also funded by the Robo Earth project for the PhD. But then I um, discontinued uh, this thing, uh, research work, because I got some industry opportunity to work with Yenoptic and mm -hmm. I joined as a as a software developer, product developer for um, uh, quality assurance in automotive domain. So mostly manufacturing. So I have been working in this domain for almost like um, eight years, and now it's a different role, um, which where I'm doing more like a, a program manager job for digital transformation. So it has okay. gone way ahead than just working with computer vision AI. Now I've got more responsibility to work more towards clouds and okay digital transformation digital project products in general digital yeah digital so my goal would be like uh, uh, to see what kind of digital business models can be developed and also how our products can be improved including uh, using the, the 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 edge or leveraging uh, using digital transformation technologies like uh, mostly cloud based so mm -hmm. that's that's a role course, AI is available in cloud, uh, storage is available in cloud, processing is available in cloud. So everything is today much cheaper and you can actually make better uh, business model based on the data you generate from your machines. That's one other thing. Mm. So yeah, that's my role right now. It's, it's uh, not really specific to computer vision. It's more data and digital tools. Okay. Yeah, that's an interesting journey, right? So you you started with just getting inspired from uh, the events that you attended and realizing the potential of the technology. And then you did your your master's, you got industrial experiences after that. You also tried out research work uh, there with your master's thesis and also with the, uh, with the PhD position that you took uh, temporarily. And then after that, you uh, you're now working at Gen Optic and using computer. Uh, uh, so you did use computer vision for optical products in the future and now uh, digital pro products managing digital products overall so how how has your evolution been over the past uh, 8 to 10 years so to say uh, the best thing is that um, um, i was very lucky because i think in eight and a half years i've worked closely with uh, almost uh, all aspects of business so starting from development to sales, to service, to application, uh, uh, project management, product management, <laughs> and now I'm into program management. So the best thing is I really got an opportunity to to work together very closely and work also as a part of uh, the teams in different roles. Mm -hmm. So it gave me an exposure to see and understand business at a very higher level. So to see how okay. uh, we really make great products and what makes our customer happy so that's something the best thing i've learned in those eight years in a company in a mm -hmm. german company even though i can say language is a challenge if you come from another country and mostly traditional companies language is a little bit barrier but 
I really ha have been very successful even though in this uh, environment. And I think Ianoptic has constantly given me a lot of opportunities to progress in okay. career. Yeah. So I, I'm curious uh, about how you got interested in the uh, uh, digital products and the business side of things because you started with a strong interest in computer vision technology, right? So at yeah. what point, or uh, of course, it, it was probably a slow transition as you uh, gathered more and more experience. But how did that transition come into play? So as I said, I so my transition did not happen from computer vision to non-computer vision. I, I actually transitioned more from technological to business side. Thing. Yeah, so yeah, that was my transition. So even now, I am con I'm con because I'm working with a photonics company, so I'm connected in anyhow in optics, optics and computer vision. So that, that's something yeah. I will be connected with multiple products and businesses we have. So most of our portfolio is you see photonics or optic based. But the main thing, the transition which happened was more from thinking that, okay, develop great technologies to develop products with great value. So the okay. movement happened from technology to value creation. And the value creation is where you get successful as a, as a business. You don't really become successful because you have great technology. You become successful because you create value for your customers. And that thinking or that understanding is what I learned in this transition in those eight, eight and a half years at Canoptic. Okay, that's interesting. So uh, as, as you worked uh, with this technology, you realized that value creation is probably more important and technology assists in providing value to the customers. So uh, it uh, eventually you are associated with computer vision in any way. So uh, it's just at which level you are contributing. That That's yeah. the point. So so I'm not really going uh, at a very low level to write some code or or yeah. design a product or something right now, but I'm at a level where I can lead and help the company to create products using all those technologies, using all our great uh, resources at the company, but then the point to connect the gap between customer requirement and our offering. That is exactly what is the main expectation for me in this role. So how can I really use all my experiences working very closely with customers in those eight and a half years because i've worked with almost every major car company in the world so that has given me a lot of opportunity to understand how uh, manufacturing works and how uh, you really make a customer happy so that experience i have connected now in the new role to to see what kind of um, like customer requirements can be picked by us and and then we develop and invest money into those requirements because mm -hmm. every company has a limited budget and, and like, you know, like money which they invest for R&D or research or product development. And the lucky companies are those which really invest in something that really becomes successful. And they need people who really understand what is the best thing where we can invest. So, mm. of course, my job would be more like proposing different ideas and different, um, like, you know, investment strategies or like business models and then we have different executive management who would take decisions and say okay let's invest on that so i'm okay. helping in the decision making at a very senior management level that's like yeah. really uh, my primary job yeah because now you understand things from uh, uh, from like uh, uh, a top level perspective so you understand having worked at different positions exactly so 
so also can you now briefly tell us about uh, gen optic what its products are what this company is about so genoptic is basically a photonics um, uh, driven company what it means it uh, to talk more about the history actually um, it is actually uh, somehow connected with size so carl size um, yeah AD. so uh, size was actually started in yena and then um, I think uh, in some point during um, the the second half of 20th century, so before 2000 or 1900, so some uh, second part, uh, Zeiss actually moved a lot of his business to the west of Germany, so east and west. So they were before based on east, and of course Germany they had this division, and then mm. business started moving from east to west. So when they did that, that time um, there were a lot of like uh, rest of the size work was left in um, in uh, in yen optic uh, in 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 the east of germany in yena mm. this is actually where size started and okay. then yen optic started from those uh, small amount of division which was left and then they built on top of it so yen optic itself is a holding company right now a holding company which they own different businesses Okay. And they try their best that the businesses are connected to the vision and mission of the company, like which mm -hmm. is like okay, creating value in using photonics technologies. And they have different product offerings or segments. For example, they have products in the division of uh, uh, manufacturing and automation. They have products in the field of uh, traffic security and civil security. Like, you know, if you go to uh, driving cars, you have the speed cameras mm -hmm. and you have traffic monitoring. So Yen Optic provides products in that direction. So we go to automotive. We have quality assurance uh, products like in metrology. We have products in the automation division where we are like complete production line we are building. Like for example, if you are if you are assembling a complete aircraft, you need a whole production line to assemble that thing. So Yen Optic automation team provides the complete assembly line. They produce it. That's one one of the things. The other thing is you need uh, like for example for processing in the production line, you laser cutting, welding, and and different kind of laser processes and there mm -hmm. so optic also has products which are doing laser processing okay. so this is two, two areas the third area is optic provides optical oem components for example uh, so cameras infrared cameras also optical lens so optic actually uh, provide a lens for the rover which was used for mars mission this okay. uh, last year so we had this perception which went to mars so optic had six of those lenses Oh. Uh, which were mounted on the robot so that's really a great uh, achievement for the company mm. yeah so uh optic has a different portfolio but at the same time they are a holding company as ag so they own those companies and try to see that they all all those companies are driving in the same direction which is the main goal of the the, the concern or the, the organization at, uh, in the whole um exactly okay okay so it is responsible for giving direction to all of these different areas in a way. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So uh, we have like a centralized uh, team in, in Yena, the headquarters, where we have the centralized functions like HR, IT and uh, finance. And of course, the CEO and CFO, they also look at a legal team compliance. They're all located in 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 like you know uh, the headquarters mm -hmm. in Vienna, but then the companies are all located worldwide at different locations in Germany and outside Germany, uh, but they all are guided by the same goals and same uh, like you know um, expectations which the corporate headquarter has. Corporate headquarters okay. supports them, but they have their own um, expectations from each business unit which they follow. So 
exactly okay. how it works and about your role at uh, yen optic basically uh, can you tell uh, us about how your role was when you first joined the company and how it evolved to what you are responsible for currently yeah so when i joined i was like a product developer so i was really writing um, computer code for digital image processing mm-hmm. and that's really where i began and then i started uh, working together closely with technical sales to support them uh, to see how we can uh, like you know um, do applications for our customer requirements so customer will, will yeah. always tell okay this is something i want to measure or inspect and they will send our parts and then we have to do internal application inside uh, the the company so application engineering basically means doing uh, a feasibility study for the customer and tell them that okay uh, this is your requirement and this is what we can fulfill are you okay with it or mm. and then of course it goes to the next level sales will uh, negotiate and say okay this is what the product pricing for them and then if it's going ahead successfully then we are building those machines so i was involved first in development then i went to sales and then uh, so a sales support and then i worked sometime also as an application support then i also supported service uh, and then i finally when i got understood all those things i was offered to work as a product manager product okay. manager is more like you also define product strategies product roadmaps uh, and then uh, i got an opportunity now to work as more or less like a, um, a program manager where i will uh, handle multiple projects in different types of business so i'll handle project in digital uh, products or digital services which could be from manufacturing from traffic security or even could be in the direction of oem um, uh, products so these are all different areas. So I am an employee of the headquarter, and where I will support uh, different businesses um, at different uh, countries and locations worldwide. Yeah. So that's how I have shifted from development to management. Okay. So because of uh, now I can see how your uh, evolution uh, gradually happened to the position that you are now in because you uh, started as a developer but then you also got exposure to the, the sales area and and the more business side of things and so you understand things from all of these perspectives and which you can now uh, you know use it in your current role now. Yeah, exactly. Hey guys, I really hope that you enjoyed this particular conversation and it helped you in some way, shape or form. If it did, make sure to hit the subscribe button and the notification icon or the bell icon so that you can get notified on time whenever the next part is out. Also, it would be really great if you could give me your feedback in the comments below. That would really help me improve. I'm uploading small clips of the long podcasts on a regular basis. on platforms like LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram so make sure to follow me on these platforms if you're someone who cannot take out time for the long episodes the podcasts are also available on all major podcast platforms including Spotify and Google Podcasts